Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. If you know he's worthy to be praised forever, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Would you help me thank God for Pastor Ty Tribbett? Come on, thank God for the gift of God uh, that is uh, on his life. Would you clap for whoever's sitting next to you this morning? Clap your hands for them. You may be seated. If you'll allow me a uh, point of uh, personal privilege, uh, I just want to uh, thank God. Um, uh, one of my uh, brothers is here. He has, uh, to me, one of the most clearest voices of the gospel uh, in the 21st century. I'm just thankful uh, that God has allowed our paths uh, to cross uh, a brilliant mind and an amazing heart. Uh, Pastor Darius Daniels, would you give God some praise? for him. Come on, give God praise for him. Come on, come on, come on. That's my brother. I'm glad uh, to have a global witness with us today uh, all the way from uh, Belize. Uh, Apostle Suzette, won't you please stand? We're glad to have you. Come on, you can do better than that. Welcome back home thankful uh, for you uh, and uh, for all of you. My uh, big brother uh, is here. Uh, Damien Hall, won't you stand? Come on, I know you don't want me to do it. From Those of y'all who don't remember God, you can't be my friend. Amen. I'm, I'm appreciative uh, for you. Apostle uh, Weems, uh, thank you so very much. Pastor Hawkins, thank you so very much. Uh, for hanging out with us uh, today. Uh, those of you who are visiting from out of town, uh, just blink at me twice. Thank you. Amen. We're glad to uh, have all of you uh, with us today. Uh, we've been in a series called Verbs, Verbs, uh, because God is calling us to action uh, because the church has been using too many words. Uh, and it is now time for us to demonstrate the Word of God. Would you stand to your feet and uh, join me in uh, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 8. And I want to underscore one verse. That verse is verse 28. Matthew 8 and 28. Matthew 8 Verse 28, once you have found it, once you say, I got it. When he arrived at the other side in the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that nobody could pass that way. Matthew 8. Verse 28, let's read it together with uplifted voices, everybody. When he arrived in the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men came from the tombs and met him. 
Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to preach for a little while today using as a subject, give them a run for the money. Give them a run for the money. Look at the person beside you. Tell them I should have wore tennis shoes today. Give them a run for the money. Darius, one of the greatest contradictions in Scripture uh, that you uh, see has been largely unaddressed is nestled in Isaiah chapter 40 when the children of God are feeling as if God has abandoned them. In Isaiah chapter 40, they begin to question, does God even care about them? And are they on God's mind? The prophet offers them a word of solace and comfort by admonishing them to do one thing. The one thing that the prophet admonishes them to do is to be patient. Famously in verse 31, which all of us could recite in unison, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles, run and not get weary, walk and not faint. We have repeated it, but we have not processed it. The principle of Isaiah 40 is about patience. And the gift to the patient is strength. Since I know you've been waiting, but you are about to receive strength for what you were waiting for. And when they receive that strength, I need you to see what happens they will mount up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not get weary. They'll walk and they will not faint. The principle is about patience. Hear this. But when they get their strength, the first thing they do is run. If they have mastered patience, Instead of running first, they should have begun walking. Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to know that when God equips you with what you have been waiting for, people will not be able to tell you how to respond. When you receive what it is that you need God to do in your life, when you know the weight should have killed you, but while you were waiting, you got stronger. That's when you know that some things will happen out of order for people who are logical. People who are rational believe that you ought to respond one way when being the recipient of what you need will force you 
to break protocol. If you put a baby, if you put a baby in a walker, instinctively they are not inclined to walk. You put a baby in a walker, even on tiptoe, they'll start running when they themselves have no balance. They are just glad that they have mobility, that they can control without falling, not realizing they're being held up. To run is a no-brainer verb. Verb, here it is, because to run in and into itself uh, means to move at a speed faster than a walk. To run, hear this, according to Merriam-Webster, is to never have both feet on the ground at the same time. That's what running is. So, for example, the mother had to run to go catch the bus. You are running behind schedule. Secondarily, it is defined as to pass through quickly. The bus ran out of gas. At the wedding at Cana, they ran out of wine. To run means it happened quickly, it happened urgently, and it took place stridently. To run, here it is, is a culture by itself. As a consequence, when you see a group of black people running, <laughs> you just take off running in the same direction they running in, and you then ask questions later about what was the alarm and what is the motive. I can't help this Sunday morning but to recall an instance in the book of Acts, chapter 8 to be exact, is there that the Holy Spirit told Philip to chase after a high-ranking government official who was in a chariot. And that chariot was being led by horses. The Holy Spirit told Philip to run alongside the chariot that is being drawn by horses, hear this, and keep up the pace. And Philip did it. He was running at the speed of horses. I need you to lift up your hand. I need to tell you what I heard God say this week. I hope at least 500 of you will receive it. I heard the spirit of the living God tell me to announce to you today, everything is about to move quickly. That you have just entered a season of acceleration. Those of you who felt like things were slowing down, all you had to do was get to this message and God said, watch me help you catch up the pace. 
I don't know where you are, but God said before this month is over, you gonna catch up with your bills. You gonna catch up with your goals. You gonna catch up with your time schedule. You are no longer in competition with everybody else. God says in August, you gonna have what you wouldn't have had until December. This is your divine season for acceleration. And those of you that believe God is about to pick up the pace, would you give God a quick praise for a quick turnaround? Would you clap your hands fast like things are going to happen fast? You may be seated. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them this is your season for acceleration. While running is a verb, running can also serve as a vegetable. Running is a verb, but it can also serve as a vegetable. Why, Pastor? Because it's good for you. A study from Ball State University showed that 75-year-olds who are runners are in better shape than 25-year-old grad students who are not. Did y'all hear what I just said? 75-year-old runners are in better shape than 25-year-old grad students who are non-runners. Analytics disclose uh, that it provides, running does, provides greater cardiovascular fitness. Running lowers your cholesterol. Running is excellent for glucose. Running controls your insulin. Running produces stronger bones. Running is positive for neurological functioning. A 2018 metaphysical analysis of research on running said that longevity is found in runners. I need you to hear me very carefully that runners on average live three years longer than people who do not run. I better say that again. Runners live on average three years longer than people who do not run. You are in a position in your life where God is getting ready to expand your lifespan. I don't know how many of you all will receive it, but God owes you minimally three years. For the two years that you lost in the pandemic and the other year you lost with a Negro. He says, I owe you three years of your life. And you ought to thank God that the favor of your life is now released from 2023 until 2026. That everything that you need and everything, here's your shout, that you should have gotten in the last three years are now getting ready to hit your life in the next three years. There will be nothing withheld from you. Every good and every perfect gift from God is about to be released over your life. I don't know how you feel about it, but I am excited about what God is going to do in the next three years. I 
I hear home ownership in the next three years. I feel degrees in the next three years. It smells like a bunch of new millionaires in the next three years. God is going to do something significant in the next three years. On the belt line, on the belt line that theologians would call Matthew chapter 8, Jesus arrives to an area called the Gatherings. The Gatherings is a walled-in development which translates in Hebrew to mean you will be rewarded at the end. Hear this. Jesus comes into a territory called the Gatherings that is walled in, and the Gatherings translates to mean you will be rewarded in the end. I want to say this to the person sitting behind you. If you have not gotten your reward, it's not the end. If you do not see the light of day, that just means that the end has not yet come. Here they are in a walled in place, the gatherings, which translates to mean you will be rewarded in the end. And there we discover our two central characters, which are men who are possessed by demons. There are two demon-possessed men, and they see that Jesus has come into the territory. And I've got to stop right here because I do not find one demon. I find two. Pastor, you got to help me here. There is power in agreement. There's power in agreement that if two or three are gathered in my name, there he shall be also. My gripe, my problem, my issue today is I want to know how the demons could find somebody to run with, but the saints are having to do it by themselves. Y'all ain't here, nobody in here. You can always get somebody who will do dirt with you, but it's hard to find somebody who wants to elevate with you. I don't want you in this season of your life to have to do it by yourself. The African proverb says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you got to get somebody to go with you. And God says, I am sick of the anointed having to be lonely. I'm sick of those who have a potential having no support. I got to raise up somebody who will walk with you. I said it wrong. Who will run with you till you get to where you are supposed to be. Would you look at the person beside you? Tell them, I don't want you to do it by yourself. Most of what you have had to do in this season, you had to do it by yourself. You had to fix your credit by yourself. Had to find the house by yourself. Had to raise the children by yourself. Had to keep the family together by yourself. But God said, I am finding somebody who will ride with you. Would you look at your neighbor, tell him, I don't trust a lot of people, but I need just one good person who will run with me until I get everything God promised.
trust me. I need one good person who will pray with me when I don't feel like praying for myself. I need one good person who will encourage me when I start acting out of character. God said for those of y'all that will worship me, brace yourself because I'm getting ready to connect you with a runner. I'm getting ready to join you up with somebody who will push you to go fast. I'm raising up somebody who will run with you. These two demons, they start running, but they're not running for the Olympics. They are not running for a gold medal. They are not running at the World Games. These two demons are running towards Jesus. Hallelujah. And the text indicates, hear this, that they're running towards Jesus. And my problem today, ladies and gentlemen, is I want to know why are we going so slow to get to God? We back in the mall, we back on the airplanes, y'all ain't saying nothing, we back at the beach, I'm in Atlanta, we back in the club, but you talking about you ain't ready to come back to church, something wrong with you, I need those of you who are in a rush to be in the presence of God. I didn't come here to be with all of these people, I need to be at his feet. I don't care whether folk get upset, whether they roll their eyes, whether they suck their teeth. I need God more today than I needed a year ago. Would you do me a favor if I got any worshipers in the room? Would you do me a favor? Would you just rush to God? I need you to lift up that hand and lift up your voice and let God know I need urgent care. If I ever needed you before, I sure do need you and I need you right now. Hallelujah. With no music, let me just hear the sound of worshipers that need a touch from God. Hamasha. Hallelujah. I feel glory coming now. Would you open up your mouth? I need them. Hey, hey, hey. I need them in my house. I, I need them on my child. I, I need them to cover my mind. Where are you? If you're rushing to God. Hey. Thank you, Holy God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy God. We got to move right through here. Would you just pull on that neighbor, tell him I need him, I need him. You don't know what I'm dealing with, I need him. Before I do something crazy, I need him. Before I hurt somebody, I, I need him. Before I go back to what I was delivered from, I need him. Hallelujah. Be seated, please. They were rushing to God, but you taking your time getting to him. The Bible says that these two demon-possessed men, they're running to Jesus, 
And the text says they become so violent in running that nobody could pass them. Two demons are running towards Jesus. They are so violent in their running that nobody could pass them. There are entities and principalities and witches and warlocks, here it is, that are in certain people. And they are doing everything they can to stop you from passing them. That there are some people who are fine as long as you are on their level. But the moment it looks like you are going further than where they are, then all hell breaks loose, trying to keep you restricted, trying to hold you back. But I came to announce to 1,000 worshipers, no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. No matter what they've been trying to do to block you from your position, block you from your race, block you from your assignment block you from your advancement God said it will not work why? because when I got a plan for your life whatever it is that was being used to block you has now lost its strength when they rolled up on Jesus these two demons the demons begin screaming. And I need you to hear what the demons begin screaming. They begin screaming, what do you want from us? Isn't it amazing that the demons are screaming for purpose? God, help me. They, they are not asking to get anything out of God's hand. They are asking, what do you want from us? When we go to God, do we ask him what we can get from him? Or are we asking, what do you want from us? I want you, those of you who have ears to hear, the spirit of the living God is visiting you in this hour to say to you that God needs your full attention. That God is trying to push you to fulfill your purpose, to exercise your gift, and to undergird your assignment. These two men are tortured. Why? Because they are out of purpose. Being out of position is demonic. You didn't hear what I just said? Being out of the alignment of the will of God for your life is demonic. But God says today you are getting ready to have a crash collision with what you were born to do. Many of you are running around because you have no sense of what you are supposed to do. You don't need just a job. You need a job that aligns with your purpose. You don't need just some hobby you need to be operating in what God created for you to do in the earth realm God is looking for mature saints who are not shouting about cars closing money but in this season of my life God don't let me die until everything I was born to do begins to come to pass the men recognize 
which is hard for many of you to do. The men recognized that what was holding them up from purpose was not white supremacists. What was holding them up was not Republicans. It wasn't even aggressive police. Y'all not gonna like this. What was holding them up, what was holding up these two men was what was in them. They were self-saboteurs. And so when they came to God, they were saying to God, here it is, here's your verb, run it out of me. My laziness, run it out of me. My codependencies, run it out of me. My addictions, run it out of me. Here, my disdain for reading, run it out of me. My lack of follow through, run it out of me. My undisciplined sex drive, run it out of me. My temperament, run it out of me. Whatever is not like God, I need it to come out of me. I need you to lay hands on your womb right there. Can you imagine that God gives you the authority for self-exorcism? Y'all didn't hear what I just said. God gives you the authority for self-exorcism that whatever is not like God, if it is in you, is coming out of you today. Look at the person beside you, tell them I'm dealing with some stuff. Look at your neighbor, tell them I'm wrestling with some stuff. But with the help of the Holy Ghost, it's coming out of me today. I don't know where my worshipers are. I need you to lay hands on your womb. Here it is because it's got to get out of you. You've been carrying it for too long. But he that the sun set free is free indeed. I need to hear the sound of worshipers who know there's some broken stuff in me. There's some areas of my life that need to be ironed out. There are some issues that have been unaddressed. But I I am not leaving this church until it comes out of me. Would you lay hands on your belly and just open up your mouth and cry out unto God like you need all of your issues. I need it to come out of me. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I need you to be seated. It's coming out of me. Oh my God. The anger I've been holding on to is coming out of me. The spirit of unforgiveness is coming out of me. Jealousy is no longer in me. It's coming out of me. I can't hear nobody. Everything that reminds me of my mama is coming out of me. The demons said to Jesus something very striking and very significant. And I need you to hear what the demons said to Jesus. The demons said to Jesus, put us in the pigs. Talking, hear this, talking to God is prayer. Talking to God is prayer. The demons said to Jesus, put us in the pigs. And so hear this, here we find in the text, demons 
praying. They're talking to God. Only 15 of y'all gonna get it, but they're not just talking to God randomly. 15 of y'all, I hope y'all are joining on this. They are telling God about where they wanna live. God, I can't hear nobody in there. They have seen where they wanna live and now they talking to God about it. They said, Master, if you will, run us into the pigs. I don't know where y'all are. And Jesus responded, because that's what you asked for, that's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to run that spirit out of you and put it where you named it. New birth, I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but I got to ask you a question. If God will answer the prayer of demons, what makes you think God won't answer your prayer? This is just for those of y'all that don't mind worshiping. God said, this is your season for answered prayer. That whatever you've been asking God for, God said, watch me do it. I need you to give God glory. If you've been praying about a house, you've been praying about a job, you've been praying about a relationship, God said, if I did it for them, what makes you think I won't do it for you? Be seated. I, um, be seated. I only got two more times to tell you that. Jesus drives the demons out, puts them in the pigs. Hear this. And the pigs did something that are worthy of our consideration today. The pigs immediately jump off the cliff and commit suicide. The pigs get the spirit that the two men were carrying and couldn't take it. Within five minutes of dealing with the pressure the men were under, they wanted to commit suicide. There are people who are sitting around you in church who have no idea what you're dealing with would have killed weaker people but God kept you alive. I can't hear nobody in here. You better be careful of who you jealous of because you don't know what demons they've had to contend with. You, you don't know what spirits they've had to fight through. The enemy, the enemy gets in the pigs and the pigs jump over the cliff and the pigs die. Do you lift up your hand? This is my next to last time telling you that. I hope you'll um, be able to receive it. There is no promise of any capitalistic gain. There is no promise of any consumer good. I need you to hear this well. The demon tormenting you and your closest friend is about to die. Oh God, I can't hear nobody in here. Ain't no spiritual warfare. That demon is gonna kill itself. Whoever been messing with you, y'all ain't saying nothing. Whoever been bothering you, you ain't got to worry about it. They never pushed the pigs over. The pig jumped itself. I came to tell every person, this is your last Sunday. You are about to die. 
And this is, this is the last time, the last time I'll ask you to be seated. Please ask you for the last time to be seated. What is missing from the text, ladies and gentlemen, is that these pigs were not strays. The pig had an owner. God help me in here. And the pig owner, because the demons committed suicide, the pig owner, I need you to hear this, lost money. So in losing money, what does he want to do? He wants to drive Jesus out. God help me, because having Jesus present will cost your enemies. God help me, don't think you're going to thrive and be wicked. Don't think you're going to do well and be nasty about me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, God, don't play about me. Even if you don't die, he'll cut holes in your pocket that you'll never be able to flourish until you do right. I wish, I wish you understood what was taking place is that the demons possessed two men and ran to Jesus. God help me. They pray and they ask for a change of address. And maybe you missed something. It is not one pig. God help me. The text uses the plural, there are pigs. So demons come in plural, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Pigs come in plural, but here you are as a believer by yourself. It wasn't just one pig that started running, y'all ain't saying nothing. Every demon that got possessed in the pig started taking off. My time is almost up. I got to go to New York, but I just stopped to ask five of y'all. Do you not understand the call of God that's on your life? You are not called to go by yourself. You are called to find a running mate. I need you to grab that neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, you should have picked another seat. Because if anybody asks you, what's the matter with me? Tell I'm saved, I'm sanctified, and I'm running for my life. I need you to pull on that neighbor and say things been going slow for me, but I believe in the next three weeks, grace is about to pick up speed. This is the lowest I'm ever going to be in my life. David said, oh magnify the Lord with me. Let us rejoice in his house together. That's the wrong neighbor. They not ready to run. Would you loose that neighbor's hair? Grab somebody else's hair and tell him it's running time. If I could walk, I would. But I'm running after too much. I'm running for my children. I'm running for my family. I'm running for my legacy. I got to pick up the speed. two demons it's a group of pigs 
Here it is, and one Jesus. God, help me here. Benjamin and Elijah Mays say, you got to run faster or you are forever left behind. Hallelujah. The glory is about to be released, but it is not for those who are not urgent. The glory is released only for those who are in a hurry to get something done. If it don't matter to you when you get blessed, sit there with your arms folded and your legs crossed. I'm telling you, you better move and get out of the way. Because what's getting ready to happen in this room is I'm getting ready to chase after my assignment. The devil held me back too long, but I just got away. I'm waiting on the real worshipers to show up. He done messed with my relationship, done messed with my credit, done ate up my saving. I ain't got no choice now but to run after what the devil thought he got away with. Would you grab that neighbor for the last hand and say on your mark I'm waiting on the praisers to come through. I said on your mark get set pull on that neighbor and tell him I've been ready I've been running for a long time and I'm not tired yet if there's anybody here that knows I gotta get it I gotta go after it chase it on your mark get set go I'm looking for some runners that know they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they'll mount up on wings as eagles they'll run and not get weary they'll walk and they will not faint I need a runner that don't mind can't hear nobody put your foot on the brake I only need three runners in the room I need three runners in the room who understand hallelujah what are you running after I'm running after the demons that used to chase me they gotta know I'm stronger now I'm in a place where I gonna deal with everything will you chase your demon chase your attack chase your assignment I'm almost there, pull on that neighbor. I'm almost there, I almost lost my breath, but I'm still running. The layoff messed me up, but I'm still running. I got cancer in my body, but I'm still running. I'm not treated the way I deserve, but I'm still running. Lift that neighbor's hand. Lift that neighbor's hand. I said, lift that neighbor's hand.
Lift that neighbor's hand. I told you we, um, I told you we learn from the Olympics. You only lift your hand when you won. You holding the hand of a winner. You're holding the hand of somebody who is more than a conqueror. I can't hear nobody. You are holding the hand of an overachiever. Lift that neighbor's hand. I got to say something to you and I'm finished. My final statement. That hand is lifted. That final statement for today is a contradiction to everything that I just preached. My final statement for today alienates and nullifies the whole premise of my argument. And I hope 50 of y'all will get it. Lift up that hand, I gotta tell this to you. God told me to tell you in this house today, hallelujah, 50 is too small, maybe it's 80 of you. God told me to tell you in this house online today, I don't know where the 120 of you all are, but your running days are over. God, I don't know where, I don't know where you are. Here it is for 200 of y'all. He said, you ain't got to run. As of today, your blessings are chasing you. That goodness and mercy are gonna follow you all the days of your life. Lift that hand, I wanna pray for you. Your running days have come to an end. There's a blessing trying to get you. There's a blessing that's been trying to find you. There's a breakthrough that's on its way to you. And do you know the only thing you got to do right now, you ain't got to run. God told me to tell you, all you got to do is stand still and see the glory of the Lord. If you believe that this week, blessings are gonna overtake you, would you give God glory that what you were once after is now after you? Would you give God praise? Believing is getting ready to hit your life. I speak of every lifted hand. Speak over every lifted hand. That great activist, Stokely Carmichael, said many years ago, Stokely Carmichael, student at Howard University, said our grandparents were running, 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 running. Our parents were running, 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 running. But this generation is tired of running. God, I can't hear nobody in here. You've been running so much you can't even sleep. You've been running so much you don't even remember whether you ate or not. You've been running so much you don't even know what day it is. God says, today I'm stopping your run so that I can have your blessings. Your answered prayer, catch up with you. Over every lifted hand, I speak over every person who's winded.
Every person who's dehydrated. Every person, hear this, who is exhausted. Every person who's pulled a muscle. Every person who longs just to sit down for a minute. That God will give you rest. That God will give you peace. That God will give you the grace to receive what you thought you had to run for. Those of you who believe that the spirit of the living God is talking to you in this moment, would you give God your best sound of thanksgiving? I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.